Hello, you're listening to On Israel in Al Monitor and Banker Speed from Tel Aviv. Israeli President Reuven Rivlin is just back from a highly successful meeting with President Joe Biden at the White House, where he set the stage for Biden's next Israeli guest, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. Rivlin and Biden have known each other uh, for 50 years and have good chemistry. Biden and Bennett, on the other hand, are of very different generations and mindsets. Nonetheless, the new Israeli Prime Minister hopes he can forge understandings and cooperation with Biden and rebuild the ruins left behind by Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel's relationship with the U.S. in general and with the Democrats in particular. These ruins are not limited to the political and diplomatic arenas. Netanyahu's 12 years administration also deeply eroded Israel's ties with the American Jewish community and especially with its majority reform and conservative members. The task of building bridges to the largest Jewish community outside Israel has now fallen to a man who was already planning his retirement following what seemed like the demise of the Labour Party, which represented in the Knesset. The, the party's recent unexpected resurrection under its new chair, Merav Michaeli, has turned Nachman Shai a former lawmaker, veteran journalist, popular army spokesman, and respected diplomat into Israel's new minister for diaspora affairs. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously care about the Middle East. And if you do, you should probably be reading El Monitor. El Monitor is a global newsroom headquartered in Washington, D.C., with a network of over 160 contributors around the world. El Monitor offers first-class reporting and analysis from a range of perspectives and an approach that represents the highest journalistic standards, as well as an award-winning commitment to press freedom and independence. If you haven't done so already, visit us at elmonitor.com, check out our articles, and sign up for our free newsletters. There's a lot to choose from, including the Week in Review, an essay that offers unusual insights and forecasts into the region based upon El Monitor's outstanding reporting. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to our El Monitor podcast on your favorite podcast platform, on Israel with Ben Caspit and on the Middle East with me, Andrew Parasoliti. Now, we... Uh... I'm privileged to welcome uh, to our podcast uh, Minister Dr. Nachman Shai, Minister of Diaspora. Shalom, Nachman. Thank you for uh, being here with us. Shalom, Ben. Good evening. Let's start with uh, with uh, your recent trip to, to Miami. You flew there mm-hmm. uh, right after the horrifying disaster. Can you share with us your impressions of the trauma and tell us how Israel is helping the victim's family? Well, um, I came to Miami earlier uh, next uh, last week with a, a group, with a team of uh, the rescue team of the Home Fort Command, and then with some members of the foreign ministry. So it, it was actually three government ministries, rarely, I would say, in, in Israeli reality, that cooperated all together to come and help uh, our friends and, and, and colleagues in, in, in Florida. Uh, the rescue team went all immediately to the uh, to the site uh, to see and to learn uh, what was going on there and to figure out whether they can be of help. 
And I uh, started a series of meetings with the governor of uh, Florida, with the senators, the two senators, other uh, politicians, uh, uh, and the local authorities. And then I met with the leaders of the Jewish community there. I attended the uh, pray and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so I should say that uh, it was quite special. No other state uh, sent a delegation like that. Uh, needless to say, a government minister plus uh, experts that can be, uh, as I said before, of help uh, to their American colleagues. And you will fully understand why. Uh, in the relationship between Israel and the United States, if there is anything we can do to reciprocate uh, to, to the Americans for what they have been doing for us for so many years, uh, this is the time and this is the place. But, you know, we are used to send delegations uh, in our special unit of, uh, of uh, rescuing to third world uh, communities. Yeah. Now you travel to the United States of America. By the way, I, I, inter I interviewed a few of the, of the officers of, of our, our very good unit there. We, we don't have any, any you know, major uh, ability to help the Americans, but I think... The community there, especially, you know, there are many, many uh, Jews in uh, Miami. Maybe they needed just just to, to understand that we are here, we are behind them, and we, we are, uh, we feel the sorrow exactly like, like them. First of all, there are 800,000 Jews living in the state of Florida, 120,000 only in Miami. So this is one of the largest Jewish communities all around uh, America, firstly. Secondly, I, I disagree with you about the team because when they the rescue team, when, when they came to the to the site and they uh, approached the, their colleagues, immediately the, the dialogue was developed between uh, between them, and they stayed on the on this top on the top of this terrible, uh, uh, horrifying hill of, of wreckage, and they've been working for a few days. Uh, there's always something, Ben, that you you can offer very uh, quietly, very modestly. I keep saying that modestly. Uh, we don't have to teach the Americans and I'm not sure we can teach the Americans, but once in a while, this team that, have been, that has been to 26 different uh, locations all around the globe in the past decade, 26, maybe they know something, something very little, very minor that can be of help. This was enough and yeah. Yes, I, I fully understand. I know this team uh, very from uh, very close. Uh, they are very really really good. But l let's go to uh, you know to uh, to the major uh, uh, issue of our conversation. You have known America's Jewish community for decades. You served there as an Israeli diplomat. You uh, were head of the UJC, which is the the umbrella organization of Jewish communities in the United States, and you lectured at American universities. Do you think? that trust can uh, be restored between Israel, which has become more conservative and right-wing, and the mostly mm -hmm. liberal American Jewish community? It's not if, it should be. It's not a question of if. If we lose those Jews, the, what you call liberal, progressive, we lose maybe uh, half or two-thirds of the American Jewry. There are almost two million reformed Jews. What are we going to do about them? Send them out, ignore them, deny their Judaism. What are we going, Jewishness? What are we going to do? We have to develop, renew the dialogue between us and the American Jewry. This was one of the major mistakes of Bibi Netanyahu that no one can deny 
is knowledge, close knowledge of the of, of, of America and of the United States of, of the American jury of, the, of America as a whole. But he decided, he chose, he chose Trump, he chose the Republicans, he chose the evangelists. This is not a replacement for, for the Jewish community. This is not a replacement for the Democratic Party as it just been proved. And we have to, the foreign ministry in general and, and my ministry in particular, to renew the dialogue with the American Jewish community, with the entire community, with the three denominations, the reform, the conservative and the orthodox, all of them are equal, all of them stand in the same place. No one is more important, no one is more relevant than the other one. You know, you know Netanyahu, and he did not deny it, and, and I've been talking to many uh, people that he worked with, uh, and we heard it from Ambassador Dermer. He just, I think he wiped out the, the most of the uh, American jury from the map. He said they are still here, but actually they don't exist anymore because of you know, the very wide intermarriage. They will disappear within 10 to 20 years. So this is the reason he preferred to put all his, uh, let's say, jetons on the, the evangelists yeah. uh, Christians that, uh, that support Israel with all their hearts. And uh, there are many of them, I think around 40 to 50 million. And maybe it was a political right move to do. For a short time. This is a short time. This is just for the short, so short distance, but we are running a marathon. We are not just running 100 meters. We have to look for the long run. And for the long run, with 15 million, just 15 million Jews in the world, if we for take, make this crucial decision that uh, uh, reformed Jews are, are not relevant, uh, we are committing suicide, literally committing suicide. Uh, uh, I appreciate the evangelists and, I, and uh, we have been enjoying and we will enjoy their support. And by the way, the bad news, Ben, is that in the young, uh, between, within the young evangelists, it's the same phenomena like in the young generation, the millennials, the young generation of the Jewish community, uh, the, 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 there is a decline, a significant decline in the support to Israel. By the way, so it's, even with the evangelists, nothing is, uh, is, is uh, secured for, for the future, okay? The support is not secured for, for eter eternally. And, and we have to work hard. But the first priority, I have no doubt about it. I heard what Ron Dermer said recently, and it was a mistake. First and foremost, the Jews living in America, under a little bit under 6 million, are the, the first priority in, in our dealings and negotiations and dealings with the United States. And yes, I know intermarriage is a huge uh, danger to the Jewish community. It's, it, it comes up sometimes to 70%, 70% within the reform or conservative, even the unaffiliate. But we should think, what are we doing with couples with that only one partner in the couple is Jewish? Are we sending them again, as I said before, to the desert? We don't need you any longer. Or we try to keep them together and focusing on the education of their kids. Education of the kids is the key. If their kids go to Jewish day school or they get any kind of Jewish education, they will be raised like Jews. And that's again means that we are not losing them. And I care very much to the very fact that the number of Jews in 2021 is the same number of Jews in 1928. The same number, which means that we keep losing Jews every time, every day. This is disaster. 
you know that uh, according to our religion, if the mother is Jewish, so the kid, the, the child is uh, Jew also. So what do you, are you offering to recognize uh, uh, the, the, even the children of, of a couple that the father is, is Jewish and the mother is not and raise them yeah. as Jews? But, but then you have, you have an issue with our Orthodox establishment here in Israel. They will not recognize it, their Judaism. Of course. Of course. I know that this is a challenge. What are we going to do uh, with, with children born to a couple where the mother is not, is, is not Jewish and they are not regarded Jews? Okay, so we'll have, first of all, some of them convert to Judaism. And here we come to Stockholm. Another barrier, you haven't mentioned the Kotel yet, I'm sure that you will, but, yes. but this is the question of conversion. Do we recognize a reform conversion or what kind of conversion the state of Israel recognizes? If they express their will to, to become Jews and they go through a conservative or reform uh, conversion. Why should we decline it? Why should we uh, not accept it? Uh, okay, I understand Orthodox will not, but the state of Israel should. The Orthodox and the state of Israel are not the same entity, are not the same entity. We so, have to think, I'm telling you, this is a major danger. I keep thinking, I'm telling you, Day and night, and my visit, this was a short visit to Miami, but the, but the past two years I stayed, I was actually living and teaching in the United States and I met, traveled around, I met communities, I met federation. This is the major issue of American Jewish life uh, today. This is the major issue. So, so if I, I, I'm trying to, to understand what is your action items, as right now the minister that, that is in charge with yeah. this uh, problem, uh, maybe re restoring or, or voting again and approving again the, the, the Kotel thing that uh, allows yeah. uh, reforms and uh, conservatives to have their quiet corner uh, in the right. Western Wall or the conversion story or what? Or what? First of all, the cotton is a symbol. It's not all about the, the cotton. The cotton is a symbol of something more significant. The government of Israel in 2016 passed a resolution saying that uh, the conservative reform will get a, a, a corner, you said, or a piece or, or a certain part of the cotton to pray their own way, men and women together uh, in, 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 the, in, the, in their own tradition, okay? Uh, but a year after, uh, under the pressure of the orthodox political parties, the orthodox, of course, it was done by the by the orthodox rabbis, but the, the, the political parties, member, the members of the coalition, uh, under their pressure, Netanyahu suspended the decision, and he said, okay, let's see what we can do about that. And of course, four years have passed since then, and nothing was done. So the cotton became a symbol. They never, never understood what's going on with your government. There was already a decision, a government decision. Well, why did you suspend it? What was was the reason? The reason was political pressure. So the cotton that should be removed immediately from the corner. And I myself in, in, intend to uh, present it again, to submit it again to the government, and hopefully it will be re-endorsed, re-endorsed, and we will can uh, eliminate this issue from the agenda. But this is not all. Ben, the paradigm has changed. It's time for us to give, not only to get. It's time for us to give, even to the American Jews, and I'm not speaking about other ne so-called neglected, in a way, Jewish community, two million Jews living out of the United States. What about them? Uh, this is our responsibility, and that's what my ministry, my ministry is small, uh, proportionally, but his importance is high and important, is, is, is extremely important, because we deal with the future of the Jewish people, both 
not both in Israel and the United out of the country, but mainly out of the country by building between Israel and the world Jewry. Minister Shai, I'm afraid I just lost you for a few seconds, but I think we covered uh, uh, intensively the, the Jewish uh, problem, let's say. You're, you're the minister in charge of it, and I want to go to dive with you for a few, few moments uh, inside Israeli politics. Okay. And, uh, on, on the one hand, Washington was hugely relieved uh, to see Netanyahu go, and it's not a secret. But what they got instead was a government with a distinct right-wing orientation. Naftali Bennett is a more of a right-wing ideologist than Netanyahu ever was. And I think the, the same goes for other members of, uh, of his government, like Gidon Saar, Zev Elkin, Ayelet Shaked, etc. How do you rate the chances of uh, Bennett building a good working and personal relationship with President Biden? Well, it seems like at least based on the past week, the, the first meeting between Biden and Israeli uh, official, am I, am I, if I can say, uh, the president, president, outgoing president Rivlin, that the, the, the new administration there is ready to work very hard with the new administration here. And they are not really upset that uh, Netanyahu lost and became the head of the coalition. Not, not, not really. Uh, they believe that this government, which I disagree with you, it's quite balanced between right and, and left it's, and, and center, and it represents very well the, the Israeli political spectrum, can uh, build new relations with the, the upcoming, uh, I mean, with, this, with, the, with the new uh, Biden administration. And then uh, with all the respect to Netanyahu and his uh, um, long history as American uh, presidents, Barrett can uh, get into these big shoes and then continue because they are, as long as they are on the one hand, common interest and common values between us and the United States, the story of the friendship, the rare friendship between Israel and the United States will continue. And, and is, there, is there a chance to, to renew and heal the wounds between the Israeli government and the, the, the state of Israel and the Democratic Party? Because as you know, I think better than I do, the, 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 the treaty between Israel and the United States was, was always based on the bipartisan principle. Right. And, and Netanyahu going hand in hand with, with, with Trump, before Trump it was Mitt Romney, which the late Sheldon Edelson caused a lot of damage to, to, to this treaty, to, to this balance. Can Naftali Bennett, uh, that is, 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 is a religious uh, Jew and a right-wing one, actually is more Republican than Democrat, do this very crucial job of, of, of fixing and healing the wound? Well, Netanyahu, as I said before, chose uh, Trump, chose the Republicans, and, and openly neglected uh, the Democrats, uh, including President Barack Obama and his vice president, who happens to be who? Biden. Biden. And Biden doesn't forget it. Joe Biden doesn't forget it. He doesn't forget it, and I'm sure he remember very well both Bibi, uh, Bibi's unforgettable and unforgivable appearance in, in front of the two houses in, in Washington against the administration, against the president, and his visit to Jerusalem, where while in Israel, Israel announced, and you probably remember, of a new building, new, uh, new housing plans in, in the territories and, and in Jerusalem. That memories will not vanish very soon. But now, uh, I, I, I think that the American administration relates to Israel as an ally, 
a strategic ally, and that doesn't go anywhere. It remains the same. We have to renew the dialogue between us and the, and the, Democrat, the, the, the Democrats, and we should do it with, and that's why we are, I take you back to the beginning of our conversation, to the Jewish community in the United States. We, who, we, those Jews uh, vote for uh, the Democrats in a high percentage, over 70%. <laughs> they know how to communicate with the, the Democrat party. They know how to build bridges between us and them. They've been doing that all their life. Actually, they, are part, so they are part of the Democratic uh, establishment. Many, many right. Jews are political figures in, in the Democratic uh, uh, arena. Right, even now, even now, the foreign, the Secretary of State, uh, the, the, vice, the Vice President is married to a Jew, Biden's children, Biden's, uh, by the way, all, all, all Russ, pres, American president, except Barack Obama, Clinton, Trump, Biden are married to Jews, okay? Their children are married to Jews. That's something un, un, unbelievable, I would say. I'm not saying about the Vice President Kamala Harris was married to a Jew and, and she adopted so-called the their children. So, uh, I mean, Jews are, are present in all level of the, of the administration, in the Congress, uh, in, the, in the local administration, the, 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 the head of the uh, uh, um, community that I met this week in, in Miami, her name is Daniela Levine Ekava, and so on and so forth. So you, and I talked to the Senator uh, Congressman Deutsch, he's also Jewish. I mean, Jews are all over. And this is the bridge that we can walk on and communicate and approach the American administration, the American various uh, secretaries in their positions. And that's how the dialogue was built for many years. Netanyahu focused uh, mistakenly only on the Republicans. And that's why it's so hard now to open and the dialogue between us and the Democrats. But I'm, I'm hopeful and confident that Bennett can do it, even if he comes from the right wing, as you rightly said. He's, he's coming from the right wing, but there were right wing uh, uh, prime ministers in Israel in the past as well. Uh, uh, Begin was right wing, Arons was Shamir, they all were, belonged to the Likud, and mm. the relationship between Israel and the United States continued in the same level. And also Sharon and Olmert. Uh, so and Sharon actu and Olmert, sure. Actually, you're suggesting that uh, these two problems goes hand in hand. So fixing the relationship with the American, American jury is uh, directly connected uh, to fixing the, uh, the, the relationship uh, with the Democratic Party. It's absolutely. It's two-stage process, two-stage. First, let's bring the Jews back uh, to us, if I may say so. Let's remove uh, 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 all the, the Let, obstacles. Let's stop this family feud. Let's let's fix the, the relationship exactly. with our sisters and brothers. Absolutely. I, mean, I want to exactly. I, I want to follow up on yeah. something you just said about you mentioned these uh, the, the trip, the the unforgiveness. For, uh, for forgivable or forgivable, forgettable. yeah, yes, both, both. Netanyahu, two weeks before the election, 2015, when he surprised uh, President Obama, and he did it because of the Iranian threat, because of the Iranian nuclear program, and uh, I want to go to this uh, very sensitive and volatile Iranian issue. Israeli policy has already shifted from the frontal public clashes that Netanyahu favored to a calm dialogue with the administration right now. Do you think there, there is any chance we can influence the administration's views on a return to the nuclear deal? 
Um, I, I, I believe we can. We've been trying very hard. Uh, Israeli officials, the former head of the Mossad, the, the chief of the the chief of staff, even uh, the president uh, uh, took advantage of his visit and uh, 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 ran some um, uh, dialogue or the negotiation with the Americans. So I think the Americans are aware that Israel uh, objects any change in the, in, in the deal and even believe that the deal should, be, should deal with other aspects of Iran, uh, 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 of Iranian presence in the region, uh, terror, uh, ballistic missiles and so on and so forth. But it doesn't mean that the Americans are not going to sign the agreement. Currently, actually, the Iranians are uh, res resist resisting the, the upcoming agreement and they make new conditions. So maybe at the end of the day, Americans will continue the sanctions and will... Uh, Biden initially wanted to renew the deal with Iran. He didn't want to deal with the Middle East. The, his major objective, you should know that, Ben, is China, China, yeah. China, China. From the morning till the midnight, he deals with China. This is the enemy of the United States on the global arena. And he doesn't want anything to take his attention, even 1% of it, neither to Gaza nor to Iran. So he said, okay, let's renew the deal, but focus on, on China. What are we going to do about the Chinese that are all over? But if China, if, if Iran continues to run this uh, uh, negotiation the way they do, may, maybe the Americans will say, okay, forget about it. We renew the sanctions, as by, by, by the way, Bibi was uh, asking all the time, and we'll convert the, all our efforts again towards China. That's very possible, very possible. Yes, but Israel, when it comes to Israel, Israel will continue to object the deal. That's very true to the the Netanyahu's government as well as Bennett's uh, government. Yes, and I, I, I think you're right when you said that, that President Rivlin was talking with President Biden about it. And you know, after Rivlin presented the President Biden the, the material, the, 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 the intelligence, the Israeli superb intelligence about the Iranian actions, the Americans has got a point too, because President Biden told him, okay, you convinced my, my predecessor, my President Trump, to get out of the deal. And, and now what? They are a lot closer to the bomb, so th th there is okay. no not alternative. So let, uh, we will wait and see how I, what will be the outcome. And, and I want to go back to the, my my final question is going back to the to the Jewish thing because I didn't touch it yet. You you were talking about the young generation among the the uh, the Christian evangelists, and I wanted right. to ask you about uh, the young generation among the Jewish uh, people in the United States. Right. It doesn't hold Israel doesn't hold the same fascination and magic for young liberal Jews that uh, it did for their parents and grandparents. They are uh, decades removed from the memories of the Holocaust and the Zionist miracle, and they are uh, they see Israel moving away from the values they cherish. How would you address this issue and try to bring them back to our camp, our family? This is the, this is the, the you, you touched the right, this is the major challenge for, for my ministry. Uh, we identify, we are, we actually identified the, the, the crux of the problem. Those are young Jews between 20 to 30, what we call young adults, because we do touch young American Jews in uh, summer camps, uh, in high school, not enough. And then the university with Taglid, Massa and other, but when it comes uh, to after graduation, uh, uh, kids and they're still very young, uh, 20 to 30, they build their career, they build their family life, 
they start moving around, they, they start their, their life. This is the stage where we have to deal with them and to make sure that they will, if possible, fully integrate into Jewish life, Jewish communities, Jewish organizations, they'll be involved, they'll be affiliated and will be involved. This is the goal. So we have to present uh, programs and it's not so easy because they are not they're not living together. In school they do, in university they do. Now they are separate all over America. We have to work together with the Jewish Federation of North America, with the Jewish agency, with other Jewish organizations here in Israel and abroad to, to approach them and to build uh, relations. But, but Ben, have no doubt, we have to return to the original, if I may say, values of the Israeli society, values of social justice, values of liberal values, values that American, young Americans can associate themselves with. If we don't change those things within Israel, there'll be no way to uh, call them back to the, to the tribe and return them to, to Jewish life. Because if we continue uh, in, uh, I would say, keeping the territories as they are now, and if we continue to uh, treat the, the Arabs, at least in the territories, the way we do, and if we do not uh, change our attitude towards the world in a way and to our neighbors, uh, young American Jews will not associate themselves with Israel. This is the core, big, 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 back to the original values, the, the good old values of the state of Israel. But uh, I agree with you 100%, but don't forget, your prime minister is right-wing conservative. Your finance minister is a Victor Lieberman, he's a capitalist. Mm. Your uh, right. minister of foreign affairs, Yair Lapid, you know, is uh, not a socialist, let's say. And you, uh, in labor and merits, are minority in this government. The, the, mm. the, I know. The, the question is, will you be able to take the country, I'm not talking about the uh, Palestinian issue yet, uh, but take the country to, to, the, to the direction you just mentioned? We'll, be, we'll try. I mean, uh, we, we, uh, we are not a, the majority in this government, but we still have a, vo a voice. And we, we believe, we, we trust that this is the, this is the way, and I, I believe I can convince Naftali Bennett as well. And by the way, we've had few conversations so far, and in each and every one of them, he in, in emphasized how important my ministry is and how important the issues that we are dealing uh, with are. And, the, and he was born, don't forget, in America. He was in American yes, he family. Yes, he knows well. He knows the American yeah. jury. He was born in, no, he was born in Tel Aviv, in Haifa, but his parents yeah, but, uh, made an aliyah from San Francisco. And I think he right. was minister of diaspora. Yeah, yeah, he served in the same position, yes. of course, a few years ago. So he's fully aware of the consequences of Netanyahu. And I think the messages I've been receiving, just last night I received a message from one of the um, most powerful Americans and how optimistic he is with the new government. And he's not the first one. So we I should capture this spirit and follow it up. I just missed you again. You, you, you mentioned you miss, you get you got a, a call from a, a an influential Jew, American Jew, yeah, that yeah, is yes, very yes. very fascinated with a new government. So I'll yes, use this optimistic point to to tell you that uh, your success is ours, as we say in in Hebrew. And the conversation <laughs> was fascinating. I thank you very much, Minister Dr. Nachman Shai, Minister of Diaspora, for joining us here in on Israel and I'll, I'll monitor. We will take now a short break and be back with some final thoughts. Thank you. Toda, Nachman. Toda, Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay.
I'm Andrew Parasoliti, president of the award-winning media news site, El Monitor, where we cover the Middle East with some of the best reporters and columnists anywhere. And I'm excited to announce our new podcast, On the Middle East, where each week I will interview newsmakers from the U.S. and the region about the latest news and trends with additional commentary from our on-the-ground correspondents. Those of you who follow the region know that what happens in the Middle East doesn't stay in the Middle East. And to cite another great movie line, every time the U.S. tries to get out, the region pulls us back. Your time is valuable, so let me promise you this. You will learn something and you will never be bored because each week we'll be talking with and listening to those leaders who are making the news and shaping the trends in this critical and fascinating region. So please subscribe to On the Middle East with me, Andrew Parasoliti. Thank you for staying with us. Minister of uh, Diaspora Affairs, our guest today, uh, Dr. Nachman Shai, is relatively optimistic, although there's a lot of uh, acute problems on, it, on his desk. He thinks that the newly elected president in Israel, Naftali Bennett, will be able to establish a decent personal and formal relations with uh, President Joe Biden in particular, and the, the Democrats in general. Minister Shah is also optimistic about the, the survival uh, chance of uh, this uh, very strange government in Israel because he says the government is balanced, it contains left, right, and center, and uh, there is no real danger for it to collapse in the, in the near future. About the relationship uh, of Israel with the uh, American Jews and uh, particularly the Reform and Conservative Jews, Mr. Shai says uh, very interesting things. He says uh, that uh, the paradigm has to be changed. It's about time Israel will start give and not only uh, uh, get. And he uh, said that he already spoke with Prime Minister Bennett a few times about this problem. Bennett acknowledges that it's a very, very uh, uh, unique and uh, maybe urgent problem to fix and heal the wound between uh, Israel and the American jury. And, uh, and he hinted, uh, Minister Shai, that maybe the first stage will be to reconfirm and, and reaffirm the, the solution that the Netanyahu government uh, voted for a few years ago about uh, praying near the Western Wall for uh, conservatives and reforms, and then it canceled the solution. Now, if the, the Bennett uh, uh, government will do it all over again, this can uh, be a new start, a new beginning to the relationship between Israel and the, the Jews in the world. I hope you found this conversation interesting. We will see you here next week. I'm Ben Kaspi from Tel Aviv. Take care. Bye-bye.